go pick and we should check out. Check out, but what time is it? We have like five more minutes just to... Yeah? Just to tell you. Okay, okay, I know, just yeah. five minutes, yeah. Your practice is inspired by statue symbols and aspiration for a better life. So I would like to know why you're inspired to explore those topics and how do you explore them through your work? Yes. Well, um, I think, you know, like after some years, like I just started to figure out why I'm interested in something and what I find like kind of funny. That's my trigger usually. And uh, with these tattoo symbols, I found funny this uh, footage in my bedroom from a family that moved to Australia. And through that work, I found out that uh, you can uh, brand your life through certain objects that you can describe the quality of your life. So that was on the beginning of my artistic career in a way. So I didn't know that I'm directly go to that direction. But then I was always coming back to this relation like between rural and urban, this turbo-urban being in a in a Balkan understanding of society, it's always a bit funny, like how you, because you don't have a general quality of life, you know, like economical stability, cultural uh, interest. Then you need to fulfill these secondary wishes somehow. You need to replace them with something, and uh, then this, you know, usually maybe uneducated population or even educated population, then they would like stream to the how to describe they are having good life or to perceive their life as a good it's to have commodities mm -hmm. and then uh, you know I was observing that through, through the society where I was then and then when I moved to Germany there is this status symbol of having I'm from Germany and uh, you, you hear always these jokes when you come back someone is like you're not belonging anymore home but you're also not in belonging to Germany so you're kind of uh, mm -hmm. oscillating in between but uh, everyone presumes that you have a good life, successful life. Just because you live in the West. Yes, and you live in the West, exactly. So and talking about these commodities and uh, the work you mentioned in relation to your family that moved to Australia in 2000s, and the work is called We Have Wonderful Life. Tell me a bit about yes. this body of work. So my, we lived all together. That's my uncle I'm talking about, my aunt and two cousins. And we lived in the same house in the in village. Bosnia. Yes, in Bosnia. And uh, there was this wave of post-war migrations. And uh, they applied because they were a mixed marriage, Croatian and Serbian. So they have a priority to leave. And uh, I'm not sure about reasons why they went to Australia, but I think it was like always, uh, you know, you can get some points on your uh, uh, on your job if it's necessary to be there, but they have priority because of mixed marriage. And they left. I was at that point like 10, 11. They went in 1998. And after two years, they started to send the materials. It was one-way communication, quite common phenomenon in the whole Balkans. After the war, everyone spread all over the world, and then you need to communicate somehow. It's like Neolith of Skype, you know, these way high tapes and uh, photographs, analog photographs. And uh, as a kid, I was not perceiving. We were just looking that on the tape and uh, the whole family, the whole family gathering in front of the TV and looking, oh, like, at least they are having a good life. And then um, I was not perceiving something interesting then. And then when I started to deal with contemporary art, find myself in the position of artist, you start to dig around uh, your family things. And then I found this material and I found it like stunning in a sense how detailed they were. I just exposed it. I did a post-production 
of found footage. There was a videotape, which is almost two hours, and I cut it in six-channel video installation, where they were quite detailed, for example, taping their own house and every brand they have, like from Sony video recorder to, to Panasonic TV, original marble cigarettes, and I found it very funny to that level that you almost want to cry. And then I started to think about it. What, what it's saying, what it's saying and why they needed to send that. And I think it says more about what life they wanted to have, but they could not have it where they come from, in Bosnia, in that region. But they went somewhere else and fulfilled. Later, I found that interesting much more this period of two years until they first started to send, a, like between 1998 and 2000, what happened in that integration process. So that was a, they were never were sending bad stuff, like we, they have problems, nor they were interested in how we are doing, because they know well what they left. And uh, so for me it was interesting that uh, point. Yeah, and, and talking about integration, you also started to question this very idea of a better life existing somewhere else, yes. because as you said, the actual issue of integration in a new culture is never discussed. Yes. And now you're looking more into this yes. problem of yes. integration. Yeah, finding myself in that position. Living in Berlin and yes. now. Yes, and coming first of all from non-European country. That's, I think, very important thing to mention. Like, you have much more difficulties. I mean, I'm still privileged. I live in Europe, I'm white. But still, uh, you know, other people, they don't talk about this aspect, how difficult, like, you start to be sensitive of very subtle discrimination, not knowing the language, then not knowing your own rights, even if you know the language. No one is going to inform you. You need to mingle around, find friends who would tell you what your right is. And I was quite interested in this kind of communication and why it's not said publicly or to people like now if I would have friends to come here you know they will need to have a course what they can expect and uh, so for me it was interesting and then I did a work I made a brand Tantaus Deutschland which is quite known status symbol became almost uh, in Eastern Europe in Southeastern Europe as well and I did a work with my aunts they live in Germany since uh, 1993 uh, and then uh, we did a panel discussion where actually they giving me advices as a newcomer to Germany how to approach this new identity of status symbol and status symbol to, to very basic actually what it means to deconstruct this image of wonderful life that this is not a wonderful life what we think of course we have some uh, uh, I would say conformism like or mobility but still uh, you, you're missing other aspects so I think whenever I go back home you are never asked how it's to you because I think people back home, at least in Bosnia, maybe they are scared to hear that they have actually something good. You know, it cannot be worse than there. In the West it's better. So I just was interested in how this, uh, they think of themselves as the West projected image on themselves. And for me that was interesting to, um, to question and to have some kind of feedback of people who are living outside. It's not all that beautiful and, you know, you can work quite bad jobs and swallow a lot of things, but then uh, it's never talked about. And then this is what I want to expose through quite direct, almost banal questions, like, like on this festival as well, but to, to the point. Mm. Yeah. And then talking about quality of life, you're also looking at the quality of life of somebody who works yes. in the arts. 
and uh, one of those things that came up for you was all these residencies that you were applying for going to that were actually enforcing you to create work that you maybe weren't inspired to make but you had this brief period of time where you were given a residency you had to produce something you had to leave a work yes. that you had at home yes. then you come back you have to find a new work yes. and out of that um, you also develop fully funded residencies yes. platform yes yeah it was a bit my uh, hobby to to search for that from a personal interest like just to have some continuation in my practice and then you go and leave your own work for to have some production or something and uh, so it was it was also personal when I was living in Boston and finding out that open call you can go somewhere someone is gonna find you and I, I like that model and then uh, when I figure out it's not completely suitable for my practice because it's coming from personal experience and I cannot just go to certain context and do something but it's still this precarious position of artist myself. I would rather also go somewhere for three months to have a scholarship, not work some uh, daily jobs that are annoying, but then still you have a problem, you need to come back to your reality. It's almost like a bubble of imaginary life as an artist in these residencies, and then you still need to come back to reality. And for me that became interesting, but also this inner circle of artists, like uh, not, you know, everyone's dream to some kind of success. Everyone have aspiration to have an amazing career, but then they don't, uh, they don't share them between themselves. They, there is a certain spite and like not sharing open calls. Or, and then I was just make this platform from my hobby. And uh, since I have it, I don't think I applied for anything almost because uh, I found satisfaction in, in that sharing and my own practice is something parallel to that. But also, of course, there are some connections of having this transparency or, or, or making it clear what it is actually and that not every artist needs to stream to that. There is other ways. It's, you know, you start to come into some repetitive uh, model and like, oh yeah, I need to have some residency, I need to have solo exhibition, I need to have a master degree. You don't need to have anything of that if you know what you're doing. And uh, just to break some uh, like image of what it's to be an artist. And having daily job, it's quite reality for everyone. And it's, it's not like a hidden thing. Everyone's speaking about it. But yeah, it's, it's nice to have that also openly discussed. And from, I'm interested actually to also hear position of institutions who are offering residencies, not just these beautiful utopian ideas, like, yeah, we want to, why not, to have a residency, it's quite nice, it's progressive, no, no, no. But there is other things that you can discuss, this art and tourism, mobility, for someone it's a, it's a luxury, for someone it's necessity, for someone it's tourism. For different countries, it's actually one of the ways to travel somewhere. So there is different levels. Like even if someone is applying for residency just as a vacation, it's still legit for me. It's just you need to be clear. And the institution who is giving you opportunity, you know, they also want exotic artists in a way, like coming from different countries, so they can, I, I don't know, check some boxes in their own uh, structure maybe. Yeah. So it was interesting to me just to look mm -hmm. on all these uh, pointers to this model. So I'm picking kind of an underlying line in your practice is transparency in many ways. Yes, I'm, I think I'm, I'm maybe I'm not still even aware, but since few years, I, like two years or maybe, I, I just become quite annoyed of uh, not being direct and, you know, coming from society where we are so loud and then you come to society, 
uh, where everything is kind of subtle, you need to have certain vocabulary to reach something or know certain people to know something. I mean, for me, it's quite easy just to be direct and say what you want or what you don't want. And sometimes it's perceived maybe rude, sometimes direct, but I really like this uh, like eye level and uh, you know, if we, if we are working, working together, that's for me like collaboration, transparency, it's actually collaboration in a way, yeah.